Father, as we go into your word, we receive light. Jesus alone is seen. Jesus alone is glorified. Thank you for your spirit. We are taught, well taught. We are instructed in the way we should go. For in Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen and amen and amen. All right. Once again, good evening to you. If you are just tuning in, you are welcome. You've come to the right place and together we are going to dive into God's word together. In the year 2021, we started the year with a series, The Air I Breathe, and we've been talking about prayer. We've been on the subject of prayer, and I trust that you were blessed by the teachings in January. They remain on all your platforms, iTunes, Google, Podcasts, everywhere. And Audio Mac, where else are we? Facebook, YouTube everywhere the word of god is there it's prospering spotify many people are tuning in and getting blessed by god's word and for those of you who have committed all right to sharing god's word god bless you god bless you sometimes we don't even recognize you publicly sometimes we do not we just see like views like views like views and we understand that some of you have committed you've decided in your heart that this word blessed me it must bless others all right, thank you so much for spreading and for sharing God's word. What we should be sharing in times like this is good news, not bad news. Do not be the one forwarding some doomsday news or information. All right, commit yourself. There will always be a choice to make. It says, choose you this day. I place before you life and death. Do not use your phone. Do not use your data. Do not use your internet to spread death to spread fear, especially when there's nothing you can do about it than worry. All right, spread life. Share God's word. If this word blesses you, share it. So the Lord sent his words to us in January on prayer, and we learned what prayer is not. We learned what prayer is. And one of the most important things we learned about prayer, that prayer is not a, a method for us to have our own way. Prayer is not a tool for us to enforce our will. Prayer there is the tool of the believer. It's a necessity. I'm not doing a recap now, but as we feed into the word in February, it is important for you to note that prayer is about the will of the Father. Prayer is about enforcing the will of the Father. And we said this a couple of uh, times back, that, and, and leading especially into this, please, I, I know we are laying bricks, but it will become clearer, is people have said in the past that when you pray, the answer is one of three things. Either you hear yes, you hear no, or you hear wait. And we've, we've found ways to explain away our experiences rather than delving into God's word to see what God's word actually says. There is no scripture that says yes, no, or wait. None. You can search from Genesis all the way to Revelation. What scripture teaches is that when we pray, all right, whatsoever you shall believe. But there is a confirmation there that it has to be in line with his will. Meaning that if it is his will, the, the God's answers there are yes and amen. In accordance with his will. Now, his will there will result in peace. It will result in patience. You will have that confirmation on your inside. That although my external reality hasn't adjusted yet, God's word remains true. God's word remains sure. Eventually, there will be a catching up. But in between then, I am not, I am not sulking. I am not throwing tantrums like a, like a spout child saying, God, why didn't you? You said this, you said this, you said this, stupidity. Um, this person testified. No, no, we don't do that. All right? Our attitude is your will be done. And we find ourselves, you know, manifesting in fullness, solid priesthood there, bringing thanks constantly and continually because God is not deaf acknowledging that he is able completely that he is his majesty is sovereign all right and those are lessons from the last series but this month by god's grace we are changing and shifting into a very important conversation and we are going to be talking about intercession intercession the prayer of intercession all right we've called it secrets of intercession and let me just say this very quickly. Whenever you hear a man of God say secrets, or in this kingdom, when we use the word secrets, secrets doesn't mean something hidden that nobody knows. That's what English means. All right, but in the kingdom, it doesn't mean what nobody knows. What it means is what, what may be known, but is not done because it has not been revealed. Mm. 
So somebody needs to write that down. That's the kingdom definition of secret. It does not mean only, only PD knows this, only disciple know it, and, and nobody must know it. It's a whisper. Secrets of intercession. Secret number one. Secret number two. Praise God. You guys need to pray for me. It's a serious teaching this evening. So let's start on a serious note. Glory to God. All right, but I was actually being serious. The definition of secrets in the kingdom isn't what nobody knows or what a few people know. No, it is what is, is not done because it may be known but it is not revealed. So it is my prayer for us, all of us this evening, including myself. I join my hands with yours in the spirit. I agree with you in faith that the spirit of God will communicate to us a revelation of his will. That we will become, by virtue of his word, will become successful results generating productive intercessors. In the mighty name of Jesus. All right, Luke chapter 18 from verse 1. Luke chapter 18 from verse 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end that men, that women, that boys, that girls, that prayer departments, that choir department, that ushers, that workers, that meters and greeters. Yeah, you saw what I did there. Not just prayer team. That we always to pray and not to faint. He spoke to them that we always ought to pray and not to faint. Glory to God. So we are zooming in to see one of the dimensions of prayer which is very dear to the Father's act. It's the ministry of intercession. It is the ministry of intercession it is extremely dear to the father's heart because it models the character of the father which is 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 disposition to giving and to doing good all right so we're going to break that down to see what exactly is intercession why should i be an intercessor what exactly is effective intercession does it just mean abandoning myself my needs my wants my my supplications and just praying for others is intercession really praying for others all right those are some of the questions we will answer by god's grace over the next three weeks and then the last wednesday in the month of february we'll do another um question and answer frequently asked question and answer and we will um, by his grace if jesus tarries we will definitely definitely have unplugged a lot of light by then glory to god all right luke chapter 11 Luke chapter 11, Luke chapter 11 from verse 5, Luke chapter 11 from verse 5. This is Jesus speaking and he said unto them, which of you shall have a friend? Somebody say a friend. All right, some people need to get back now. I saw you a bit distracted there. Okay, okay, just waiting for you to, to, to get back to your seats. All right, there's someone else in the kitchen right now. We can see you, we can see you, we love you. Yeah, yeah, we've started, okay. All right, now we have you back. Okay, so let's read from verse 5. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves? He says, Why are you doing this now? He says, Because a friend of mine in his journey is come to me and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer. From within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut. I mean, look at the time. And my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. Verse 8. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him. He says that's the normal. If there is no... I'm jumping the gun now. He's, he's saying here that intercession is not successful just because intercession was done. And I'm jumping the gun a bit now. Intercession is only successful to the extent to which there is deep intimacy. It says, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, number one. So the reason why I'm, I've jumped a lot of guns already, glory to God. But the reason why your intercession will be successful is because number one, God is your friend. You are not a stranger speaking to a strange God on behalf of another stranger. You will waste your time and you will not see any results it says but because there is relationship here number one number two there is also importunity that word there means persistence there is a pressing through like abraham you are negotiating like moses like daniel like esther you are standing in the gap and you are negotiating it says yet because of relationship number one number two because of persistence all right it says it will rise it's telling us here and you see we can literally just close the whole month here and go home. 
if there is any secret at all, you've already seen it here. There has to be a solid relationship. What we have here is people who don't know God trying to emotionally bribe God into a situation. And God is saying you have to, you have to reroute this because intercession only works when there is relationship. Because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needed. Verse 9. And I say unto you, ask. Now I left this scripture here because this is a scripture that we love, but we need to see that this is in the context of intercession. What that means is that as far as my personal petitions, as far as my personal supplications, and by God's grace, we are coming soon to the prayer of petition and supplication, as far as my needs and my requests and God's promises concerning me in scripture are this concept of asking, all right, and seeking and knocking, and this dimension of importunity is especially necessitated with intercession. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. He says, for everyone that asks, receives, and he that seeks, finds. To him who knocks, it shall be opened. He's saying that your intercession might not be for a day. Your intercession might not be for a week. Your intercession might not be for months. It might take you years, but he says that as you continue to stand in the gap, eventually there will be a rising. Why will there be a rising? Because he's your friend. Intimacy has been built and because of your importunity. Somebody say glory to God. Mm. So what is intercession? What is intercession? Literally, it means to stand in between. To stand in between. You know, growing up, growing up, um, Please, kids, just cover the, the face and the ears of the kids for what I want to say now. Please, parents, can you do that for me? Some people are like, no, we trust PD. PD won't say, better obey. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, growing up, we would we'll go out, you know, look for trouble and get into trouble. And sometimes, you know, glory to God, amen. So I'm not talking about me now, amen. Praise God. I have some unbelieving people in the room, so I need your faith. For those of you watching, all right, so you get into trouble sometimes, and let's just say things get really messy in terms of a fight. Things in, in terms of a fight. Now, if people are fighting and you want to get in to separate the fight, you have to check yourself. Somebody say, examine yourself. <laughs> you examine yourself first, you size up those fighting, and you are sure that your interference. Can, can bring any form of results. Now, if once you get in, you, you discover that you immediately become casualty, wisdom behoves, all right, that at best, if you are genuinely concerned, if you are, you go and look for someone who is senior. Maybe you look for an auntie or an, an uncle, and you now tell them that Jane and Jack are fighting. Now, you know that this uncle or this aunt comes with enough stamina that their intervention in that situation will bring results. But if you bring your little self, you will discover that by the time others come, they don't even know who started the original fight. You're already a casualty. There's already blood on your blood, blood, boom, boom. And like, what happened? Oh, we're just trying to separate. Nobody will believe you are not part of it. What I just described now in medicine is called an innocent bystander syndrome. And there are many people who have become spiritual casualties. By getting involved in things, they, they, they thought they were doing intercession. They thought this. They, they, <clears throat> Please listen to God's word. Listen to God's word. All right. Let the, let the Lord teach us how it is done. Let the Lord teach us how it is done. So, to intercede means to stand in between. Literally. You are standing in between. All right. But there is, you, are, you are not just standing because random events are going on. You are standing because you have a relationship with what? And you have a relationship with the one you are standing in between for. So the commonality there is you. You have a deep, solid, remember, you will see results. There will be a rising because he's your friend. So he's saying that there has to be a relationship, a relationship, a relationship. Mm. Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30. Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30. Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30. 
Ezekiel chapter 22 verse 30. When you flip through the pages of scripture, we should pay attention when God says he's looking for. It means that that particular demographic is scarce. When the Bible tells us in the book of John, it says the father seeketh such that will worship him. Alright, what the father is not saying is that there are people who are not worshipping. He's saying there are a lot of those worshipping. He says, but the ones who are doing it in spirit and in truth, they are so scarce that the father is seeking such, is deliberately seeking such. Now, Ezekiel chapter 22 verse 30 opens us to another dimension where the father is searching for. Now, now this does not mean that people are not really doing this. What it means is that there is a way it should be done that they are not doing it. Therefore, it looks as though there is even no one standing in the gap. Ezekiel 22 and verse 30. I'm sure you are there by now. And I sought for a man among them. I need you to underline this. It says among them. Among them means that this person not just is connected to me to leverage my mercy, to leverage my power, to bring my grace, to bring my mercy upon this imminent judgment and destruction. It says, but this person is also from among them. The person is genuinely connected to, to the matter at hand such that you are representing it as though this is you. This matter concerns you. And that is when intercession becomes successful. Where I am not standing in the gap as though God is here. You see, we've been talking to them since God. They never hear and listen. See now, their hands are burnt. We say, wake up five, wake up five. They were sleeping. Now, now see. They say, but God, you know you are just merciful. Instead of two, instead of two slaps. Hmm? Just one slap. That's the intercession. Intercession does not, and we're going to, glory to God. I think I'm jumping the gun too much this, this evening. There's someone's faith who is really pulling from me this, this evening. All right, so I wanted to say be careful, but please pull more, pull more. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I sought for a man among them. I sought for a woman among them. I, I, I see this family. My grace is upon this family. My call is upon this family. There's so much I want to do in this home, among these siblings, among your parents. It says, but I sought for one among them that should make up a hedge and stand in between, intercede. It says, before me for the land that I should not destroy it. It says, but I found none. I found none. Everybody was busy with their own lists. Everybody was busy with their own vision board. Everybody was busy with their own prayer requests. Everybody was busy with their own, me, mine, my family, my wife, my husband, my church, my school, my mortgage, my house, my building, my investments, my ministry, my church, my impact, my influence, my plenty, my progress, me, mine, me, mine. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Help me tap your neighbor. See, God is searching for intercessors. Let me look for another neighbor. Tap them. Say, God is searching for intercessors. He's seeking for men. He's seeking for women that will stand in between. That will stand in the gap. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right, so before we delve in, please trust me. As you know, part one, we're always laying bricks. So this is brick laying. I know we are fasting. I know some of you have not even broken yet. So you, you are listening with your spirit. Your ear really is, is starved. All right, and I'm sure you are receiving the word nonetheless. All right, so please, I want to encourage you to open your heart and receive God's word. By next week, we will dig even deeper. And then by the third week, we will join all the bricks together but i want you to open your heart to this initial brick laying of of foundation all right and to open your heart um to what god is sending our way already it gets deeper but we are we are getting the full gist the a, a full idea of the gist let me put it that way glory to god glory to god so if your intercession if you're standing in between will have any results whatsoever. If you're, if you're standing in the gap, remember, the goal of standing in the gap usually is to avert imminent destruction or judgment. And we'll see that through scripture. And part of the roles the church is supposed to play is being salt. And part of what salt does is to preserve. It means that the church by default, remember, 
Now, when we started this series on prayer, we said prayer is for the believer. It's a necessity for the believer, not just, not just for the prayer team. Now, we are talking about intercession now, and we are raising the bar. Now, God expects you, God expects me to grow, all right, to a point where we begin to see beyond our noses, and we begin to see beyond ourselves, and we begin to connect to the needs of the kingdom beyond the needs of the people under our roof. And we are saying that, God, I trust you enough that you've got me covered. But there are those who do not have a relationship with you. If nobody stands in the gap for them, they are gone. In a year like 2021, <clears throat> with all of the winds blowing, if nobody stands in the gap, this person is gone. This family is gone. This church is gone. This ministry is gone. If nobody, I am saying, God, I am, I, am, I am making myself available by your grace that you will find me and equip me to be a voice of intercession, to be the edge around this place. That as long as I am alive, as long as an intercession, if you, if you study scriptures, it's, it's almost as though it is connected to specific lifetimes. That as long as I am alive, as long as there's breath, I am sure that no evil can come near this place, near this person, near this family, because there is an intercessor that has gotten up there, emphasizing their own relationship with God, and being moved and connected in love amongst them, and then you can bring your case, and you can receive God's mercy. Somebody say glory to God. So over the next few minutes that we have left, let's see exactly what makes intercession work. Why is it that some get tired? I've been praying for this person. I've been praying for this wife. I've been praying for this husband to become born again. I've been praying for this person to, to go from a shallow Christian experience to a deeper walk. I've been praying for my sister. I've been praying for my brother. I've been praying for my dad. I've been praying for my mom. I've been standing in the gap there. And it's, it's just as though nothing is working there. God, are you, are, you, are, you, are you listening? Are you there? And this is God's answer to you. He sends light. He sends light. He sends light. It's not just about kneeling and say, Father, I pray. Have you noticed? Have you noticed? And, and, and should I say this? Should I say it? Or should we say it later? I need to, I need to hear you. You are whispering. Eh? Praise God. Okay, let's say it. Um, let's keep it. Let's keep it. I feel... I feel that we should keep it. And I won't forget, trust me, I won't forget. All right, so what will make our intercession effective? What will make us really see judgment averted? What will make us really see imminent destruction? What will really make us see it pass over? What really is it about intercession? All right, three things here that I want us to pay attention to this evening. Next week, by God's grace, we will examine one of them. And the next week, let me just wet your appetite down, is are you a friend of God? Because successful intercession is for friends. So if you are not a friend of God, just forget it already. I withdraw that. Don't forget it. Develop your intimacy. All right? Because there are those whose lives, whose destinies will depend on your intercession. Mm. Glory to God. So the number one thing that we see, if intercession will be successful, if this standing in the gap, this coming in between, if it's going to be successful, there is imminent judgment coming. If I get myself out of the way, truth is I will be saved because I have a relationship. The matter really and truly doesn't concern me really. And that's where you begin to see where he says like among them, on behalf of another friend, all right? But because I am stepping in, because I am stepping in, because I am literally installing myself as part of these ones. The only thing I keep is my relationship with the Father, but I identify as one of them, and then I am able to come sincerely, leverage on that relationship, and seek mercy, and seek a release, and seek grace, and seek power, and seek a miraculous intervention. Number one, there is intimacy with God. Intimacy with God. Intimacy, the success of your intercession will drive completely on the depth of your intimacy. If there is no proximity with the place of his presence, if you spend more time with people than with God, 
if you spend more time with movies than with his word, if you spend more time gratifying the flesh than in building your stamina, in the day when you will need to leverage on a relationship, you will discover it's not there. You've not built it. You've not cultivated it. Someone has lied to you that since you, because you got born again, you're, out, you're automatically one with God. That is the truth positionally. But practically, you will discover that it's just theory. You just discover it is theory. You will say, God, God, God. Have you wondered? And I think this is a right place to bring this scripture. The Bible tells us that Jesus saying that. He says, many will come to me and say, in your name, we did this. In your name, we did this. In your name, we did ministry. In your name, we cast out demons. In your name, we healed the sick. In your name, we did all these things. And Jesus says that me, I will reply and tell them that depart from me, for I knew you not. It's not saying that you didn't do those things. It's not even saying you did it in the name of a fake God or a demon. Does it, does, it, does it occur to you that knowing God is different completely from our ability to do things in his name? Has he ever dawned on us that there is such a thing as, I'm not saying knowing about, I'm talking about knowing intimately. Knowing about is fellowship, corporate. Intimacy is private. No man has intimate moments with his wife. No wife has intimate moments with her husband in public. They might do PDA. What we call PDA? Glory to God. Hello? Hello? Something like, PD, which one is PDA again? Is it PD with A? PD access? <laughs> so for those who don't know, I know, I, know, I know there are those who don't know and so that you don't disconnect. Can I look this way? For those who don't know, PDA is, is public display. Mm, of affection, that's what it is. So you just learned a new slang. You need to send me prophet offering for that. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. All right, you know I was joking, right? You know I was joking. Praise God. But the, but the point here is, no matter how much PDA you do, the intimate, intimate moments are always private moments there. The real intimate moments. And if there is anything the Spirit of the Lord is beckoning us to in this season is to go from knowing about to knowing, to true knowing, to true knowing. In fact, as you study the scriptures, the word know already assumes intimacy. The word know, know, in scripture, in the Hebrew, it assumes in intimacy. In fact, it was one of the euphemisms, that's one of the big word. Euphemism is a figure of speech that allows you to present a matter using another matter. Someone said, PD, please don't ever teach English literature for that definition you give now. Glory to God. But if your museum is trying to present a more not to tidy something tidily, all right, all right, that's that's a nice way to say. So in, in in scriptures you see things like another knew his wife. It doesn't mean he just found out her name. It doesn't mean you just discovered our best scholar. It suggests their intimacy. Scripture assumed here that they, they, when we discuss knowledge in Scripture, we're also discussing intimacy. But what we have here is many, and I say this not with caution, but to challenge you, that the public corporate experience is supposed to inspire you enough to desire intimacy. And if there is no other reason for you to desire intimacy, intercession should be one of the reasons that will challenge you to, des to desire intimacy so that at least, if not for myself, if not for me experiencing him, if not for me beholding his glory, if not for me knowing his ways, not just his acts, if not for me experiencing the riches of the fullness of the inheritance I have, if not for me, for the sake of those connected to me, that they can say, we might not know him, we might not know him, but we know one that knows him. And we are confident in the fact that this relationship is not fake. Many people know about God, but I can say confidently that I know him. How do I know him? I have fellowship with his spirit. I have fellowship with his word. The predominant words on my lips are not what my pastor said. I know what my cell leader said. These are words I have discovered directly from a place of intimacy. I spend time with him. There is no intimacy without time spent. That's just quiz. Name the five names of God. Jairi. Rafa. Sikinu. Say, yeah, four. Give us some more. Shama. It's about. You're deep. You know stuff. You smile. I know God. I know God. I know God. 
Then when they turn, you now see it's Google under Jehovah's, 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 Jehovah's. Do you know him? Do you know him? Are you intimate? Could this be why what you have called intercession doesn't even qualify to be called intercession? Because if you go to someone's gate at midnight to knock, they can call cops on you. That thing we read in Luke 11, if you do it without intimacy, it can backfire. Just like I said, some people have, they, they have scars of wars that were never theirs. They have marks of battles that were never theirs. They jumped into it out of sincerity, but they were sincerely ignorant. They were deeply, they were, de- they were, they were innocently naive. Entered into the heat of the fire, another person's matter, another person's jambraha. He gihaga. They, they inherited it in fullness. They, they now look like it was their battle. Panabited and broken and beaten. I am wondering what's happening. Intimacy. We need to move fast. First John chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 2. This is the landmark goal of intimacy. This is where we begin to say, I'm grateful to God. And let me just say this to balance these thoughts. The anger that you take to your private place will be breathed publicly. The anger, the fire that you will take to your private prayer place will be breathed publicly. This new lie that the enemy is selling to the body of Christ, that you do not need anybody, you don't need anyone, you, you, you just find God by yourself. You don't need any teaching, you don't need any direction, you don't need any accountability, you don't need any mentors around you, you don't need any teachers, you have the, 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 the anointing of the Holy Spirit in you, it teaches you, and you will find scriptures to, to explain away the devil's agenda to keep you isolated, in a way that you are by yourself in a war front and you are exposed. All right, but there is that collaboration we bring corporately that we have, as it were, a formation of an army of lions with the lion of the tribe of Judah ahead of us. There is that corporateness, and then based on the fervency built corporately, based on the fact that I can join the prayer 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. and pray with the saints, then I know that I can by myself also pray one hour at least. I've done it publicly, corporately, I can do it privately. Based on the fact that I belong to a group where we learn God's words together for one hour on Tuesdays, I know that PD doesn't have to tell me I'm the one preaching next week. I also can carry my Bible and begin to dig deep. These things that PD is teaching us, it's the Spirit of God that is showing him, that is teaching him. Spirit of God, you can show me too. You can teach me. And Spirit of God says, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. And I'm like, well, I don't have a church. I'm not going to teach anybody. I'm not even the one teaching my cell group. So I don't need to know too much. Hey, help me tap your neighbor. You need to know too much. Anyways, you can't know too much. So let's rephrase that. You need to know more. Help me tap them. You can put it there on the chat section. You need to know more. This knowledge level we are at, we, we thank God, we are grateful, but it is not enough for our next level. There is more in him to know. First John chapter 1. First John chapter 1 from verse 1. First John chapter 1 from verse 1. I will read verse 1 and verse 2. It says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, it tells us here that the first step to intimacy will begin with hearing. It will always begin with hearing, hearing of God's word. There's just this man of God, every time I listen to him, something stares up on my inside. I don't feel bad or feel guilty as to, I should know God more than this. But what I feel is, I feel challenged. I feel like there's more to God that I should know. That comes by hearing. Faith there comes by hearing. Remember, fear too will come by hearing. We're all going to die. COVID will keep mutating and all the vaccines won't work. The economies won't be able to survive. Everybody's going to die. Those are, those are words of fear. And it comes by hearing too. But if you are going to build intimacy, you are going to have to incline your ear to the hearing of faith, to the hearing of his word. So it tells us that the first step there is hearing. That which we have heard, it says that beyond hearing now, this is where it now begins to get deeper. It says everybody will hear. Everybody, remember in the parable of the sower, the word of God there was the seed. Everybody heard it, but the art there, I, I think I'm, jump, I'm saying too many things. I believe the spirit of God is giving you understanding. It says, but beyond hearing of the ear that is now seen with the eyes, this is where revelation now begins to come in and illumination by the spirit. Anybody that can read, can carry a Bible 
and open it and read, it can make sense physically, but it will make no sense spiritually. Unless the Spirit of God enlightens and opens your eyes. He's saying that you cannot get into this realm of intimacy until what you have heard, your eyes have become open to see. Job there speaking. He says, I have heard of thee with the hearing of the ear. Now my eyes see you. Now my eyes see you. I have heard from pity that God is a good God. We declare it every day and his mercy endures forever. Now I can say I have seen the goodness of the Lord. Now I have found it as, a, as an irrefutable truth in scripture. There's nothing, and even if PD says, we are not saying the Lord is good anymore. I have already crossed into a realm of experience that I can see that indeed he is good. This mercy we're talking about, I know many times where I should have experienced judgment, the wrath. But, but his mercy, his mercy, I've seen it. PD says no. Something happened to PD. Did not show up. So we are not saying the Lord is good again. His mercy doesn't endure forever again. Say PD, it's too late. I heard you, but now I have seen. It says beyond seeing it now. <laughs> this is now the one you do in a private place. It says we now look upon. We look upon. We've investigated. We have cross-referenced it. We have cross-referenced it. Boy, boy, we have cross-referenced it. I have found his goodness to be true. I, 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 have, I have found it consistent. It was true to the fathers. It was true to the patriarchs. It was true in the old covenant. How much more a new covenant that is founded on better promises. I have found this thing. I have looked upon it. It says, having looked upon it, now it has become your reality. You have handled it of the word of life. Verse 2. Verse 2. Wow. I feel like sitting here. Verse 2, it says, for the life was manifested. It means that it was revealed. It had gone beyond textbook. It had gone beyond lessons. It had gone beyond a manual, beyond an outline. It says this life, this Zoe, was manifested. And we have seen it. Now we are able to bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father now has been revealed to us. Somebody say intimacy. Hmm. So if your intercession... If my intercession, if my standing in the gap will not result in a brutal, innocent bystander bashing, all right? He says, I'll need intimacy. I'll need intimacy. I'll need intimacy. Wow. It gets deeper. I can't wait till next week, Wednesday, when we begin to look at examples from scripture. How men like you and I, men with blood flowing in their veins, are, were able to leverage the most high and to have decisions turned. Why? Because of intimacy. They were friends of God. They were not just churchgoers. They were not just tight payers. They were not just workers or volunteers in the workforce. They knew God. They knew God. They knew God. They knew him. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right, so we've seen here that the number one ingredient if your intercession will be successful is having an intimate relationship with God. Intimate relationship with God intimate relationship with God. Another lie that is peddled amongst believers today is if we are born again, then all of us are just God's children. We are all God's children. All of us, the whole world, all of us, we're just God's children. All of us, we're just so, there's this intimacy you're talking about. It's sounding like works. It's sounding like PD. I'm making it sound like I have to walk to be intimate with him. You cannot walk. See, no one comes to him unless the father draws you. He's drawing you is an invitation. And the name of that invitation is grace. He's saying that if indeed I am going to be everything to you, then it, 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 it means that when you check yourself and you check your life, then I have to be the most important. When we check what you spend the most of your time on, I have to be the most important. We see intimacy can be audited. No wife can show up and your husband tells you, you know you're everything to me. You are the only one I love and dream of. And you know that you barely see him. The only thing he does is he sleeps in the house. That's all. Someone said, PD, leave, leave. Leave homes alone this evening. Let's talk in the session. But we can't talk intimacy without, without approaching that dimension. Without approaching that dimension. Say, but I bought everything in the house. The bills are paid on time. There is nothing lacking. There is nothing missing. The kids go to the best of schools. You wear the best of clothes. You have the best of jewelry. Are you there? Are you there? Someone say intimacy. Number one. Number two. 
if your intercession will be solid and will be effective beyond intimacy with God remember it says a friend alright went to a friend on behalf of another friend it means here, yeah, and this is where I said I'll, I will delay what I wanted to say earlier. I know someone prayed that PD should remember. Yes, God answered you. And I will say it. You cannot see results standing in the gap on behalf of someone or something that you do not feel genuine connection to. What that means is that when we come together and say, let's just pray, let's thank God, let's thank God, let's pray for, I'm giving an example, let's pray for missionaries in Cambodia, I'm giving an example, or let's pray for the underground church in China, or I'm giving an example. And you know, for many people, that's a prayer in the sky. It's a very aloof prayer, because the moment we are done praying, some, someone's double-double Coffee is already waiting there. The other person just ordered their pizza. They're about to pick from outside. The other person is already thinking of the text message they will send to their cell pastors. Or now they will not join cell meeting. It's a, it's a disconnected existence. You, don't know, you do not even understand what it means to be a missionary. You just hear there's an underground church. Sincerely, it makes no sense to you. You don't even know what it means. You are not connected. You feel no connection, no compassion. If you do not feel that your intercession can never be successful, because you are pointing them. It's, it's, it's as though, I'm not here. I don't even know what's going on. But God, see, it's a church. If you want to live on the ground, hmm? Well, they said somebody should pray. So I prayed, hmm? These missionaries, I don't know who sent them. But if you send them to live, to live city life, to go and suffer their heads, well, you send them, better back them up. There's that disconnection there. And the intercession cannot be effective. It cannot be effective because there is, there is no... He says, I sought for a man among them. Among them doesn't mean physically. It means here that if God is raising you as an intercessor for, for missionaries in Cambodia, part of what you need to do there is to begin to develop connection. You can go online and you go to, 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 to mission groups. Let's say, for example, maybe like Capro. And you look for the mission work in Cambodia. And you begin to read stories about families. You read about how they left everything. You, you read about how their first child died of a particular infection. How they prayed and trusted God. And everybody thought after the death of that child, they're packing their bags and going back home. But how they persisted and said, God sent us here for souls, not for our child to live. Devil, you already made a mistake. We are not living here until we have a rest of souls. Now you begin to get that connection. Compassion begins to build. The next time you go to pray, you are not praying randomly for some people in the sky. Your, 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 your intercession is now with connection. So you are now approaching your friend intimately based on someone you now have connection to. I've never stepped my feet in China, but I see and I identify with the pains. The word for that is compassion. Somebody say compassion. Intercession is not a pity, pity snack that we throw at believers so that we convince God that we are not selfish. No. It is genuine compassion. I feel your pain. I feel your pain. I might not be able to help, but I know one who can help. I know him. I, have, I, I, I know him. I get his attention. When I speak, I have his ears. I'm, I'm not a visitor in the throne room. I dwell there. Those who dwell in the secret place. Not those who visit there. Or not those who, while they are there, while it's 5 a.m., just so that they wake up and show up on Mixelar to have joined. It's still Netflix. Where did that show stop? Netflix at 5 a.m. At 5 a.m. Just one hour. And Jesus is tapping them. Can't you just wait with me for one hour? Don't worry. Too, don't, don't pity it. It's, it's, it's fine. Just one hour. You want to study your Bible for 15 minutes? Can't you just drop your phone for 15 minutes? Intimacy doesn't work that way. If you try to the human, if you try it, I'm talking from experience now. There was a time I told my wife, literally, I said, if you think you don't have 100% of my attention, take, take it, take, take my phone away. It's artful to us as humans. When someone is meant to be talking to you, oh, so, so what do you say? Oh, oh, okay. So are you? Hmm? Hmm? Uh, yeah, and some of us have these words, these cues for when you are not listening. Oh, oh yeah, oh, really? Yeah, you didn't hear Jack. And we bring that same to God's presence during the prayer. Oh, 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 oh amen. Oh, for the Lord is good, for the Lord. Yes, his mercy just forever. I was there. I was counted among the number. 
intimacy, compassion, connection, genuine compassion, genuine compassion. Now, I need to say this. Someone is listening now. I heard your question. I won't wait till the last Wednesday. I heard your question and I won't wait till the last Wednesday. Let's answer it now. You're saying that if I need to stand in between because I have an intimate relationship with the Father, then that assumes that this person I'm standing in the gap on behalf doesn't have intimacy or relationship with the Father. Yes, what you're asking is correct. So someone is saying, can I therefore intercede on behalf of a believer? For instance, you are watching this now, and you are saying, can I intercede for PD? I think PD knows God. I hope so. I hope he has a relationship. But can I intercede? Because I hear your questions and see, when we have these tiny gaps, the devil fills them with junk. So we are filling it and, and ensuring there is not, nothing there. All right? Can I stand in the gap for PD? Can I pray for him even though I know he knows God? Now, the beckoning, the stirring up for intercession is the Spirit of God. And when the Spirit of God steers you up to intercede, don't say that person knows God. Don't say that's my geo. He taught me, he raised me. Is the one meant to be waking up to pray for me? No, no, no. When the Spirit of God wakes you up, says, time, pray for PD. I say, but PD, PD taught us intercession. Hey, please pray. Please pray. Because this compassion, this, 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 this standing in the gap, it might be for someone who has no relationship, which is what the bulk of intercession is, to avert destruction, someone who has no relationship, but it can also be for one who has a relationship, but they are going through a dark patch. They are going through a moment of weakness. They are going through a moment of tiredness. Or it might be on behalf of a city. A city where are, there are churches there, but the churches are busy churching, not being salt to bring preservation. That as judgment is being brewed up, there is somebody standing in the gap. I know this is a God-fearing church. I know these people are God-fearing people, but the Spirit of God has stirred me up. Therefore, I build enough compassion. I have intimacy, and I can stand in the gap and say, Father, mercy, 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 mercy. Glory to God. Glory to God. Compassion is so important. Matthew chapter 14, verse 14. And Jesus went forth. Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude the Bible says before he began to heal them, before the anointing flowed, something showed up first. It was compassion. It was a real feeling towards their weakness, towards their sickness, towards their frailty, towards, it, 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 there was real compassion there. What this means is that for your intercession to be successful, you have to find a way to feel the pain. The Lord is leading you to pray for believers in Congo. For believers in South Sudan, all right, don't leave them as mental mysteries in your mind. Look for real stories of real people. Begin to build compassion. If the Lord is leading you to pray for PD, and you're saying, Father, I know he has a relationship with you, but I trust your spirit that there's probably something now that you would have me stand in the gap for. Therefore, I show up and stand in the gap. If it's not making sense for you in the physical, you are blasting in the spirit concerning your son PD, and you do that one hour, boom! And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I don't know what I've done. PD might not even wake up and say thank you. In fact, PD might even still call me tomorrow and say, where have you been? Why have you not been serious? Well, someone we just, <laughs> we just finished praying for Inter let me just say this and you can post it you can tweet it intercessors don't get thank you you can write it down you can tweet it intercessors don't get thank you Mark chapter 1 verse 40 be mindful of our time now Mark chapter 1 verse 40 and 41 and there came a leper to him beseeching him and kneeling down to him and saying unto him if thou will, thou can make me heal. Thou can make me clean, pardon me. Verse 41, which is where we are going to. It says, and Jesus moved with compassion. See, we could literally pick on a million scriptures to prove this point. Jesus moved with compassion. Some of you are pained genuinely by the depravity you see in the land. You are moved towards young people, maybe young adults who you sometimes maybe are scrolling on social media and you see young adults, young men, young women who are creative, who are beautiful, who are energetic, who should be using their gifts and time for God and you are heartbroken that they are just, you know, wallowing in, in, in self and las lasciviousness and just 
just looking for a cause to follow that is empty and then you cannot stand in the gap if you do not feel compassion. If you are just seeing them as just those, those disobedient teenagers, they are going to hell. You can't intercede for people like that. You can't do intercession if you, you've, that means you've already assumed judge and you've written them off to hell. You are married. You got married to your boo, your bae, both of you unbelievers, and down the line you met Jesus. But your bae did not see the Jesus you saw. So you are nurturing your relationship and you know no matter how much I love this man, no matter how much I love this woman, if they do not accept Christ, they are going to hell. You've said it in English, you've said it in French, you've said it in Spanish, you've said it in Mandarin, it just doesn't seem to be going. Now you know that you need to enter into a place, all right, where you are telling God this soul is not going to hell. It might take 10 years, it might take 15 years, and I will now start saying, you sinner, you sinner. You are going, no, 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 no. I am connected enough, I feel compassion. I already know how this story ends. You are not going to hell. This city that God has planted us, judgment will be averted. Why? Because we have a church that realizes that that church is salt. We are not just here to add to the number. We are here to bring preservation. How do you bring preservation? Father, we pray for your mercy over this city. And you begin to learn in part three, I think it's in part three, after we talk about friends of God next week, part three, we begin to talk about the language of intercession. You are not saying they have sinned against you, you are saying we have. I've literally preached the whole month teaching today, but it's just to introduce you. Number one, you have an intimate relationship. Number two, you have a connection, which is really called compassion, towards the one you are standing. If indeed you will leave your house at midnight, then that person must really be a friend. If it's a stranger, you will do it reluctantly. If it's, if it's a chore, you will just... But if it's someone that you are connected to, you don't need to know them, but you need to be moved with their pain. He says, we do not have a high priest who is not moved with the feelings of our infirmities. He doesn't need to feel it to do it, but he still feels it. Telling us there that compassion precedes a flow of the anointing. Com real compassion. Real compassion. Glory to God. I said glory to God. And number three there, although we've mentioned it, number three there, number three there. Maybe before we go to number three, let me show you one more scripture that you can do intercession for someone who has relationship but when the Spirit of God beckons you, it might be that they are in a moment of weakness. Let's just see Luke chapter 22 there from verse 31. Luke chapter 22 verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you. Now this is the Lord Jesus speaking. I have intimacy with the Father. I have a vantage point view to see what is coming. You do not know. You are just busy being zealous and being, you know. It says, but Satan desired to have you that he might sift you as wheat. Verse 32. Verse 32. He says, but I have prayed for you that your faith fails not. And when you are converted, strengthen. So I've prayed, I've interceded for you for strength. When you have that strength, you strengthen others. But the point here is that even someone who seems to have a relationship, when the Spirit of God stares you up, especially when you are praying in tongues, praying in the Spirit, I know there are a lot of questions about praying in tongues and in the Spirit. By God's grace, last Wednesday of this month, we will get to that. We will get to that. But you are praying there, you are the Spirit of God is bringing people that you've not heard from in years. Some of them, five years, ten years, it drops their name, drops their picture. You don't even have specifics, but you're just blasting in the tongue that there was a need for someone to be in between, in the gap, and I was there to say yes. Beyond myself, beyond my needs, stepping into God's elite group of intercessors. Number three. Number three. Number three. If you are going to see results, Teaches us here, importunity. Somebody say importunity. That word means patience. It means patience. Intercessors are like birthers, like midwives. They're like midwives. You know that this thing is essentially pregnancy. And we will birth it to be. And it might take time. What God has told us concerning this nation, Canada... We will continue to pray and seek his face. When we wake up at five to pray, when we take our time to pray through the night that the will of God be done over this land, it's not because we don't have any other thing to do. It's because we feel a connection. And we know that we might not see today, we might not see this week, but we will see it in our lifetime. We will see it in our lifetime. Glory to God. Luke chapter 11, 
verse 8, as we begin to tie this up this evening, Luke chapter 11, verse 8, and I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, yet because of his persistence, yet because you will not give up on these so-called teenagers, you will not give up on this stubborn child, you will not give up on this backsliding pastor. You will not give up on, we, on, this, on this city that has decided to love sin. And this, this scripture is an indictment to the body of Christ, especially in North America. We have left the place of influence. We've left the place of intercession. And we are now doing human lobbying to ensure that we have people who claim to be believers in the corridors of power. Not knowing that what we need is genuine repentance in the hearts of men. That the church of God, rather than doing political gimmicks and giving prophecies that are definitely not from the throne room, will arise and begin to raise a people of power that evangelicals will begin to do evangelism. That Baptists will begin to get interested in seeing people baptized. That Pentecostals will indeed desire an outpouring of the Spirit. If that is our commitment, then there will be very few people left to partner with the devil on his so-called agenda. It's an indictment. We have to persevere in the place of prayer. We will not give up. We will not be silent. We will not be silent. We will not be silent. It might look like we are just doing nothing now, but we know we are not doing nothing. We have intimacy. We, seek, we, see, we, see, we know where we meet the Father. All right? And we will show up there. And we will enforce His will. And we will say, Father, you are looking for one. You are looking for a man. You are looking for a woman. You are looking for a people that will stand in the gap. Here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Glory to God. Glory to God. I want you right there where you are to raise your hands to heaven and say, Father, my selfishness has not done me much good. Neither has it done my world much good. I receive your mercy this evening. Thank you because you are staring me. You are beckoning on me. You are inviting me to a place of intimacy, to a place of relationship. There are needs and projects that you have in the earth that you are looking for one man. I don't have to be there physically. But I can be moved with compassion. I can receive prophetic clarity as to the details of my role. And because I showed up, because I showed up to pray, because I showed up to stand in between, because I left my own food. This is not a corporate fast now. I, I decided that I'm not eating for the next three days. For someone who I know will still say artful things about me. For someone who I know will still say artful things about me. Now I've transcended the level of self. I've entered into the realm of divine partnership. That everyone wants to release mercy over the house, over the family, over the church, over that group. And I was the voice that everyone found to show up and to release God's mercy. Say, Father, thank you because you are waking me up. I've slept for too long. I've ate for, or eaten for too long. I've played for too long. I've joked for too long. I am ready. I am ready to do your will. I am ready to do your bidding. I am ready to do your will. I am ready to do your bidding. We are ready, Lord. Thank you, gracious Father. Praise and honor be unto your name. For in Jesus' name we are prayed. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Before we round up the service this evening, I want to agree with someone under the sound of my voice. You know you are not born again. Developing intimacy, developing relationship begins with hearing. You hear the good news of salvation. That you don't have to die in your sins. That you don't have to wallow and try to figure things out. That this life that God wants you to live, He doesn't expect you to do it by your power. You've struggled. You've tried. You now realize that it won't be by your power anyways. That His grace is sufficient for, for you. And that there is such a thing as Him supplying you with power to live a life of victory. I want to pray with you as you acknowledge your need for a Savior. As you believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God. He came, He died, but He's very much alive today. He wants to live in you. He wants to live through you. He wants your life to grow. He wants your life to count. Some of you, your nations, and I say this sincerely, nations, some of you cities, some of you families, the, the, the wrath is averted. The destruction is ceased just because you, you, you're able to arise there to say, yes, I will pray. Yes, I will stand in the gap. But it begins with saying, yes, Lord, to his Lordship and receiving salvation. I want to pray with you. Father, for as many of your children who are returning to you and for those doing this for the first time, reckoning 
you don't, I don't have to continue in my way. I don't have to continue in my struggle. I don't have to continue in this hopelessness. I don't have to continue in this meaninglessness. I'm saying yes to your way. I'm saying yes to your will. I'm saying yes to you. Spirit of God, I receive your life. Change me. Make me brand new. I confess you, Lord, and Savior of my life. Do your will through this vessel. I surrender all to you. Thank you, gracious Father. Praise and honor be unto your name. For in Jesus' name we are prayed. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Come on, if you've been blessed by the words this evening, I want you to jam those hands together. Give the Lord a big shout. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you.